My name is Scott Harris. Welcome to the MC Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about something that is very big topic in the ag industry we've actually got a special guest in studio which is very rare for us so we're gonna do some discussion with jimmy parmley another employee here at master's choice and uh, get his kind of take and see what he's got going on with his customers as we talk through it so let's unpack it and see what we can figure out welcome to the mc podcast my name is scott harris my whole life in dairy farming grew up in it Thank you for having me on your podcast. Appreciate that very much. It's been exciting to watch you guys work. <laughs> so, we are live here at the MC Podcast. It may not be live when you're listening, but it's live in this room. And we actually have a guest in studio. So, you're generally used to hearing uh, me and then some kind of guest that's who knows where. And uh, all that's done through our through our platform that we use, and it's me looking at a screen and them looking at a screen. But today I get to look over and see the face of one Jimmy Parmley. So I'm going to introduce Jimmy and let him tell you what he does here at Master's Choice. And uh, so, Jimmy, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Scott. Yep. And so, why don't you tell everybody out there who you are? I've said your name a couple times, but go ahead and say it again, because you never can hear your name too many times, is what I always say. Yeah, so uh, for those who don't know me, I'm uh, Jimmy Parmley, and I'm an account rep here at Master's Choice. I've been with the company for uh, four years now, and I've spent all of those years in sales. Excellent. I, I work primarily with the uh, dealer and distributor network, but also have some direct customers as well. The main purpose of my role is to provide sales support to that dealer network. Uh, that support often looks like, you know, grower meetings, farm calls, and field days, stuff like that. And I also uh, recommend hybrids to the dealer network and just generally provide whatever other sales assistance they might need. Right. And so it would be safe to say that you have a lot of customer interaction. Absolutely. Yeah. Every day. And whether that means we're talking about customer as in maybe direct customers or what we call, you know, dealers or even distributors, which would be a larger volume. You're even in those scenarios, you're still having a lot of customer interaction or getting a lot of feedback from people, right? Yeah, definitely. And so Jimmy started his career, like you said, sales from the very beginning. And when we first hired Jimmy, we stuck him on the road for an entire year. And we sent him to Ohio uh, uh, multiple times a month. And uh, so kind of really learning the business. And uh, one of the things that you can say about ag and that you've worked with, Jimmy, is it's different every year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy how it changes. And you only get one chance to get it right every year. (laughs) That's absolutely (laughs) right. And so uh, one of the things that we are experiencing, you know, I've I've been in ag, uh, working in ag for, um, you know, roughly 10 years. And I'm not kidding when I say that every year brings a completely different set of challenges, you know, from being too dry to too wet, too cold to too hot. And there's, and especially because master's choice is so spread out and we do business in from literally one coast to the other and even up into Canada, uh, we deal with, we deal with everything. And so, uh, but one of the things that's pretty common this year, I think you're going to get into. So what are the biggest things you're hearing from your customers? What's the biggest question you're getting from your customers right now? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, this year, what we've all been dealing with is just a colder than normal spring. 
And uh, due to that, probably the biggest question that I'm getting right now is customers are starting to ask if they should switch to a shorter maturity hybrid Mm -hmm. because of that later planning. So, Scott, what do you generally recommend someone use to determine if they should shorten up? And that is the ultimate question. That is such a tough question to get into, but it's important. And it's something that we've had to deal with in quite a few different years here um, at Master's Choice for a lot of different reasons. And so, um, you know, when you think about dairy, for example, um, unlike with the grain market, and you, you you do have this a little bit in grain, but it's not quite the same. So in grain world, if I if I put down all my pre plans and I put all the fertilizer down, I'm kind of forced into corn. But you're not generally going to do that necessarily on every acre. Um, so you can make some switches. Well, in the dairy market, I just know I have to have silage. No matter what, at the end of the day, I have to have something to be able to feed. And so um, you're a little bit more locked in to corn. And so then the question becomes. You know, how do I make sure, what am I going to get affected if I don't plan a shorter hybrid? Uh, so they start asking those questions of people like me and you, and we got to help try to determine that. <laughs> you know, the, what would be so much easier is if we had uh, a magical crystal ball that told us what kind of summer we were going to have and what kind of fall we were going to have. We're going to have an early fall or a late fall. That would be able to answer a lot of these questions, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah unfortunately, Mother Nature doesn't operate like that. No, exactly right. And so so I think where we want to start with this, though, Jimmy, is we want to – the biggest thing that we want to talk about, I think, is the idea of – okay, so – and, Jimmy, you've had this customer, I'm certain, that says, I want a 106-day hybrid. I don't don't I want anything longer than that. Don't give me a hundred and seven day hybrid, Jimmy. If you give me a hundred and seven day hybrid, I'm gonna kill you. Right? They I mean they seriously they get really locked into a maturity day. And so what we really need to break the habit of is only focusing purely on the maturity day. What we're actually talking about in that scenario is growing degree we say GDUs, some companies use GDDs, growing degree days, we use growing degree units. Um because that's really what you're using to kind of determine that. So when you see, you know, every hybrid guide that you look at says like 105 day RM. Well, what does RM stand for? Relative maturity. That means relative. That means it's not an exact number. Okay. It's relative to the zone that it's generally best grown in. Meaning that in some zones, it might be shorter. Some zones, it might be longer. And so as customers and as, as end users and farmers, guys, you've got to be very careful with just getting locked in and dead set on a number and really look at the GDU aspect. And we're talking about GDUs to, to uh, and keep in mind, most GDUs are to black layer. Okay, so we want to know about GDUs and are you taking it all the way to grain? Most of the time, for most of the people, like our customers, they're not. They're taking it to silage. And so, or maybe high moisture corn and chopping it. So, when you talk about, you know, you want to be looking at the 50% silk number and the black layer GDUs because both of those matter. What's funny is, so I've got a hybrid guide here, and I was looking at this earlier, and uh, it's pretty interesting. So when you get in, if you look in our hybrid guides, we have a chart that shows you all of this. And so, for example, on the 102-day through 110-day chart, GDUs to 50% silk. From 102 day to 110 day, there is literally only 20 units difference between the two. 
So everything grows from primarily, you can traditionally say with just about anything in this corn lineup, that it's going to be 45 to 60 days until tassel. That's just the way, that's how corn works. Now, where the difference comes in is in the black layer. So when you look at that, you look at, you know, 102-day GDUs of 23.75 versus 27.80 for 110 days. So, I mean, that's a pretty big spread. But what you what you do want to make sure you're thinking about and looking at is, am I really gaining that much by going two days shorter? Now, that's the question that we have to ask because the, what really comes in is that, you know, for example, in Wisconsin, um, I looked this up, and the in the month from May fifteenth to June fifteenth in Wisconsin, they generally average about ten to twelve GDUs a day. That can vary, obviously, every year, but that's the rough average over the last ten years. So let's say you get planted um, June fifteenth versus May fifteenth. So you got thirty days, essentially, roughly. So you're talking about 220 total GDUs that you essentially would be losing, but you'd be losing those in the early part of the season. Well, for example, when you take the, if you look up that same chart, here's something that's interesting: is um, 5250 102 day hybrids, 2375 GDUs to black layer, 5370, which is 103 day hybrid, is 2410. So you've got uh, was that 25, yeah, 20, 20, yeah, like 60 something GDU difference, but they're the same maturity. So they're treated a little, they need to be treated a little bit different. And so, um, essentially, you know, we can't, we can't just focus on that relative maturity number, um, because that is a factor and you should use it for general purposes, but you really need to be finding out, okay, how quick does something dry down? How, you know, you've seen these hybrids, Jimmy, right, that uh, they may be the same maturity, but once one of them hits, um, you know, black layer, it goes really fast to dry down, right? Yeah. Yep. And so, but yet you have one that maybe hits black layer and is still just as slow as it was before. And so we need to know about our hybrids and we need to know how quickly they dry down. And so that's part of what you and I have to do. And part of our responsibility is having those conversations and saying with our customers saying, slow down. What do you normally plant? When do you normally plant it? When do you generally harvest? Okay. So you're right now you're two weeks behind. Okay. The hybrid you have is okay. It can handle that. So even if it goes a little longer, it's going to be okay. Um, you know, because it dries down fast. And so, uh, again, the unknowns make this all very difficult, but that's where we kind of see from that. So so any other questions or follow-ups in regard to any of that, Jimmy, that they're maybe asking or that you're thinking about? Yeah. So if you do have a customer that is absolutely dead set on switching to a shorter maturity, what's the biggest advice you would give them? That's a good question. So the the, the, I think that what comes in is if because we we've had them, right? I mean, we can name uh, a handful of customers that they're just absolutely dead set on making that change. There's not going to be any talking them out of it, and maybe they need to. You know, I mean, there is occasions. Where, yeah, well, you absolutely need to. I think the biggest piece of advice I have is going back to what we just said: check the GDUs. But number two is don't abandon your overall plan. If you were go, if you were really driving toward a hybrid that I had a high fiber digestibility. 
stick to that. Don't just throw something in the system just for the sake of that it's a lower maturity because you can end up costing yourself a lot more than maybe just a little bit of yield on the overall quality side of it. And so we don't want to um, abandon the overall strategy. And you think, well, I don't have an overall strategy. Well, that's a different problem. We need You need to have an overall strategy. You right. need to have a plan. You need to think about what hybrids you're putting where and when you're putting them. And, you know, we're actually developing tools for that, but that's not the purpose of, of this podcast. But you can watch for some of that to be coming out later. But um, that one of the biggest things is just don't abandon that plan. Stick to the same at least quality type and the same type of hybrid you want. Don't just throw a, a, a low-quality grain hybrid just because it's a low maturity that maybe you think fits you better and work through that with your individual dealer and, and with your individuals, no matter what company you're planting. And so any other questions or thoughts about that, Jimmy? Yeah. You, uh, a moment ago, you kind of mentioned yield and I'd say one of the biggest fears that growers have with having to switch hybrids to a lower maturity is losing some of that yield. So like how much yield, how much is it affected? So it's you know the so you have to look at it from two different ways. So from the grain side, it could be substantial. Um, so two two things about it is that think about just your traditional growing cycle of one of the most roughest things is if we hit our ten to fourteen day pollination window at the hottest time of the year. So now you know one of the things about planting earlier is I can hopefully have that pollination occur maybe not at a peak time don't know that for sure though and so you know if you if you would if it would push you back and push that back and hit you into that pollination being at a peak time uh, you know the worst possible time for heat i mean you could from the grain side you could easily experience 20 to 30 percent yield loss if you hit it wrong Um, and so there is something to that now on the silage side while grain is absolutely a factor in silage we need to look at things a little bit different because you're not going to see that big of a difference from the plant side. The biggest issue you're going to have on the silage side is when will the frost come in? That's what you have to worry about the most um, is how that could affect your quality. Um, once the frost comes in, it could, you know, you're going to kill off the plant. You're going to start having issues. You're going to have aborted kernels. That's a lower level of starch, um, which will goes back to my initial point of, okay, if you're going to make that switch, still make sure you're planting a quality hybrid because if you are going to run into that issue, you want to at least be the starch that the starch that you do end up with to be very good quality, to be available and available to the animal right away. And so that's the biggest thing about it. You know, I, I don't have a hard number as far as the um, overall, you know, going uh, going shorter, and then the direct correlation. I've looked all over. There's, there. I mean, it's a wide variety, but I would say you, on the silage side, I wouldn't stress about that quite as much um, as I would on the grain side, even though grain is an aspect. Any other thoughts or questions about it, Jim? No, I think that covers it pretty good. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and being a guest. I hope you'll come back. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, for sure. We got to, Jimmy is, we're all, we're both located in Anna. And so we can, uh, it's a lot easier to just hop down to, uh, to Andrew's office, our marketing director slash uh, podcast guy slash, I don't know what else he does, but he does other stuff too. Camera guy. Yeah camera guy so um, anyway we hope that you've enjoyed this and uh, check out some of our other podcasts you can get our podcasts on any of the platforms that you currently listen to other podcasts on also check out some of our other uh, content go to our youtube channel some great videos on there 
a little bit older videos, but still very significant and talks to a lot of our focus and the things that Master's Choice is really driving toward. Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, um, and just make sure you're logging into everything you can, can and try to get as much information as possible. So any questions, you can also visit seedcorn.com or email us info at seedcorn.com. Thanks and have a great day.